Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Pesach, chapter 3, the mitzvah of getting rid of chametz. Section 4, how one fulfills the mitzvah of removing the chametz. We clear the chametz out of our homes in two ways, in thought and in deed, that is, spiritually and in practice. The removal in thought is done through nullification, bittel, of the chametz, declaring it ownerless and considered as mere dust. We do this nullification because we violate the prohibitions of Balyura'e and Balyamatze only with chametz that belongs to us and that we consider valuable. One who, who nullifies his chametz and considers it to be as dust does not violate any prohibitions on its account. Similarly, if he declares it ownerless, he commits no violation on its account. In addition to bittel, nullification, we also get rid of our chametz in fact. The evening of the 14th, we search the entire house for chametz, and on the day of the 14th, we eliminate it from our homes. Although each method independently is sufficient to fulfill the requirements of Torah law, the sages required that we remove the chametz using both methods to be on the safe side. Thus, we annul the chametz orally and we physically clear it out of the house. On the one hand, the sages did not want to rely on the nullification alone, lest some Jews not annul the chametz wholeheartedly and subsequent, subsequently keep it in their homes to eat after Pesach. Since they had not annulled the chametz wholeheartedly, they would violate the prohibitions of Balyara'e and Balyamatze by keeping it at home. This explanation can be found in Rashi in Psachim. Moreover, they were concerned lest, if chametz remained in the house, people might eat it by mistake. Therefore, they also required removing it from the house physically. This can be found in Tosfot there. Similarly, the sages did not want to rely on the search alone, lest some Jews not succeed in finding all of the chametz in their homes, but then find it on Pesach. In that event, there is a chance that they might wait briefly before burning it, because they would feel badly for a moment about losing their chametz. And in that moment, when they are waiting, they would violate the prohibitions of Balyura'e and Balyamatze. By nullifying the chametz before Pesach, however, they would not violate the prohibitions, even if they hesitated a little bit before burning the chametz that they found on Pesach. To summarize, there are two methods of removing chametz, nullifying it orally and clearing it away physically. Though one would be sufficient according to the Torah, both are required by the sages. One idea based on the footnotes. According to the tour, the Torah's primary method of removing chametz is nullification. That is, the spiritual slash oral process of declaring it worthless to you. It was the sages who initiated the idea of physical cleaning as well, but the original and primary method was spiritual. This is not the mainstream view, but it is thoroughly fascinating. Although most of our energy today goes into the physical cleaning, this position of the tour is a reminder that all of that work is but a means of getting us to a spiritual end, where we can truly say that any chametz that seems to be ours is in fact 
in our eyes, null and worthless. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.